0: That Akron, LeBron James Akron, then. The only Akron barely, that's out there, They man. barely lose. You don't know that. Do you know every Akron that ever exists? Oh, you know Akron? Name every Akron. It's the arrival. I came in the league, went straight for the title. God. touchdown! Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvelous! Gets past Ransom! Donovan Edwards! Touchdown! The Don.
1: There's nothing quite like the game Michigan versus Ohio State this is the rivalry sponsored by Elevated Integrity Construction this is the rivalry podcast brought to you by Elevated Integrity Construction I'm Jace that's JP Michigan man and a Buckeye nut who thought a podcast was a good idea God knows why. Still up in the air. Thanks for finding us on social media at Rival Pod. Want to get started with a little bit of wheel route today? That is brought to you by your friends at the J Company. Fall in love with your home all over again at the J A E Company. Dot com. All right, we're spinning this thing. Lots of college for a couple of these. Lots of of college football What do we got here? Oh, let's go! Let's go! Most overhyped player in the nation. Ooh, man.
0: Let's, let's be fun. Let's not pick somebody from the opposing team. Cause well, I feel like you're going to take a lot of shots. I which would just like make sense.
1: I would like to take some shots. You can still,
0: you can still you go, do it. You go
1: first. I need to think about this one. Most oh man. Easy. Sam
0: Hartman. Ooh, Sam spicy. Hartman. He doesn't get it done. He just does not get it done. I've not seen it. He went, he was, he was dominant at Wake Forest. There was a lot of hype coming into, and I still think he's a good quarterback. Don't yeah. get me wrong, yeah. but he was hyped up so much as well as this Notre Dame team. One of the other questions on the wheel route was actually coach on the hot seat. I put Marcus Freeman because I thought, oh, come on. He's not going to, but what you has think he, he done? What has that man done? to deserve the praise that he gets. Notre Dame last season was hyped up as they're just missing a good quarterback. They're missing that. They've got a good running back. They have a good defense. They have a good offensive line. They just need a quarterback. Well, they got a pretty darn good one and they still lose every big game they go into. Now I will give them a little bit of, of grace. It is tough to go on the road back to back to back and play a, a night game against a top 25 ranked opponent. But man, You've got
1: you've got to. You also play, got to play Navy and Tennessee State to open the season. So yeah. I, I just so for good, me, good teams are going to win those games. You're not playing juggernauts yeah. here. And, and so I you, Ohio think, State, with the, uh, being an exception, like you, you got to be able to go on the road and beat Louisville. You
0: got to be. You've got to beat Louisville. Uh, I, I didn't expect them to beat Ohio state. So that one, I'm like a little bit more gracious because they at least made it competitive. And I would even say Sam Hartman looked good. If you were stat watching his stats weren't impressive, but being at the game, physically watching him, he looked good, but he was brought in this year when he transferred and it was hyped up so much that he was going to be the difference maker. This is a college football playoff team. They can make it They're the. This is the difference. Sam Hartman Hartman is the difference. He is not Marcus Freeman is not. I I still think he's good, but man, I'm so sick of the hype.
1: Well, and Notre Dame's got uh, USC this yeah, weekend as well, gonna, which that's a tough one. I, we'll get to that. That's a tough one to figure out for me. I'm going to roll with Drew Aller.
0: Ooh, that's obviously not what I thought you were going to say. I, well, you told me I couldn't pick well, anyone from I, Ohio I State. It would be somebody so. from Colorado.
1: There's oh, a handful
0: that you could have picked. Man, I
1: was no. I'm going to say I'm going to say Drew Aller okay. because I just. Penn State is another team that I just – I can't quite figure out because there are times where Drew Aller looks really good Mm -hmm. and there are other times where I go, what in the world are we looking at here? Um, And and I guess a lot of that's going to be figured out here in a couple weeks' time when he comes to Columbus. Two weeks. You know, so I'll give him – I'll give him – I think he's talented, but I just – I don't buy, and I think it's similar to the Sam yeah. Hartman thing, where this is the guy who's going to be the difference maker and get him over the hump. I don't see anything see, that yeah, I, guess I don't see anything Sean Clifford wasn't doing. For me I don't see anything Trace McSorley wasn't doing, and those weren't national title playoff caliber
0: teams. The difference for those guys, to me at least, is this is Aller's first season starting. I think it's more, and we've talked about it before on the podcast. He reminds me of a younger McCarthy. I still think McCarthy overall will be is more talented. His potential was higher, but I think that's what you're looking at with Aller. It's not not this year specifically it's what's he going to do next but it's year the way,
1: and, and it does kind and of I come,
0: get the hype building up around yeah, it but it's, the, it's he's, is a, a senior guy being brought in yeah and
1: and those standards can't be the same for both of them but the way that it's talked about mm-hmm. was drew aller is going to be the difference maker and i think i agree with you i think down the line yes but the way we're talking about him in the moment well Man, and he, if they cut, listen, if they come into Columbus and they, they pull what mm -hmm. will most likely be by the spread, at least be a a huge upset against Ohio state. I'll, I'll, I'll repent. I'll come on here and 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 apologize to drew. And until that happens, I just don't see it. Well, and I would
0: say you're right with just the overhype, especially around that fan base, because we saw it even last year when we were leaving Penn State for the Ohio State yeah. game. We were sitting in a parking lot for what felt like five hours, listening to their local sports talk go through and break down the game. The amount of people that said back then that they wanted Drew Aller starting because of all the hype surrounding him. Well, they figured numerous. They calls. figured
1: their dreams for the season. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a you know a, a weird thing that the Rose Bowl is not what it used to be that's beside the point and it's, it's tragic, but they were looking at it going, okay, at this point in the season, do we start Aller and let him get the experience that we hit next year running? Yeah. Now they've managed to be fine thus far without him or with, um, you know, with, with keeping Sean Clifford as the starter last year. I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't I, disagree with that. Take. I think there's a lot of hype around Drew Aller and he will have a chance to it's, prove it in Columbus. Yeah. 100%, That's my point. That
0: is going to be the legacy game, not a legacy, but it'll build onto it. If, well, you, go if out there you get, and you if look you get like the win, but if, if you, if you, yeah. if
1: you get the win, it's absolutely a legacy mm-hmm. game for
0: him. Uh,
1: we'll get to that here. Uh, Ohio state though. I want to talk about them. Ohio state 37, uh, 17 over Maryland. I want your just honest to goodness. Take on this in particular. I want you to address Kyle McCord. Okay. First half looked terrible. Yeah. Second half, I thought looked good. Uh, What's your, what is your, not just from this game, but what is your take on Kyle McCord? Because we've we've got a large enough sample size now.
0: Yeah, I think... It's, it's It really is tough because I don't think he's a bad quarterback at all. I think he's got all the skill set you want to be a starting quarterback, especially at Ohio State. I think he can get the job done. There are little things that you started to see that I don't even know if I would say worried is the right word for it, but that I look at I and think I go, it's a good word for well, it. This is a fixable, it's a fixable thing, and why hasn't it been fixed? He's been here long enough. It's not like he's a freshman coming in, and you're still trying to get his feet underneath of him. You're going in here, and – it seemed even, even when he was completing the passes, I mean, there were a couple of key plays that I can think of. I think stat wise, he had started off like six of 15 it or something wasn't like good. that. It wasn't, it wasn't good. good. He was missing guys all over. He was forcing throws. It was just ugly. The run game wasn't really running anything. Well, Um, I was, he was, he was getting pressured more often than I'd like to see, which was forcing him into some of these, but you had, um, the one throw that could have obviously been picked off on the sideline. I think he was trying to force a throw to Marvin Harrison at the time could have gotten picked off easily. Uh, then you had him take two sacks and back-to-back drives. Then you had him take one where we were threatening to score in Maryland's territory. He got back like 18 yards. And That's instead of
1: taking third quarter play, yeah, it was late third, third quarter
0: play, instead of taking a sack, he tries to go and last second while he's half spinning around, toss it to Chip Trainum in the backfield, who also still took an 18-yard loss because he was a f- – a yard in front of him. And it's stuff like that where I'm like, just take the sack. I'm still going to be mad that it's a 20 yard loss, but I would much rather that than give the ball back to Maryland. Right. And so I didn't, I didn't like that. There were a couple of times where it just felt like he was late on his reads. And I actually heard this being talked about where Ryan day post game was being asked this question. And he said, yeah, it's there's a, there were a few times today where he was just behind a little bit and you saw it in the Kate Stover that what should have been a touchdown to Kate Stover. Yeah. um, Yeah. I want to say that was late third, maybe, maybe early fourth where They still, I don't even remember if they ended up scoring on that. I think they did. I think that was the one where Trainum inevitably ran to the right side and scored, but they had Stover wide open. Then there was another chance where he had Marvin Harrison and everybody in the stadium saw Marvin Harrison open the second it broke free and it still took McCord probably three or four seconds to get it to him, which caused Harrison to be at a standstill.
1: He completed both of those passes. So that's, that's a, that's a great example for me of why, you know, we've got folks that, that st- that, you know, tweet at the podcast and email and whatever else. And, uh, just, yeah, the stat is there because yeah. you completed a 50 yard pass well, to Harrison, but the whole stadium it, saw it and you saw it late and it's, it's a touchdown. It if should you have see been em. a 70 same, something yard. Same, same touchdown. Same thing with Stover. The yeah. whole, the whole press box audibly went <gasps> and st- McCord's still back there scrambling around mm-hmm. and Stover just has to stand there and wait yep. for it. That's and the stuff that against Maryland's defense. I don't think you get away with that against Penn state and Michigan.
0: I really don't. I do think though, overall I, and I, I wish I would have taken the time to really break this down more because like I said, I know for a fact he started like six of 15 or seven of 15. He ended the day going 19 of 29 thrown for three twenty and two touchdowns. I'm not upset about that performance. Um, He actually outplayed Talia in my mind, and we had talked all week long last week, even on the way to the game. Talia is the second best quarterback in the Big Ten, and I feel like all season long, whenever McCord has had to go up against Sam Hartman, the Talia Tagovailoa's, we're looking at them and we're going, well, he's going to get outplayed at the quarterback position, and then he doesn't, and so I don't know. I don't know if I'm fully on the McCord hype train like I feel like some people might be, but I'm definitely off the train where I think that it's going to be a, a weak position for Ohio State. I don't know. I think the mistakes that he showed me—the being a little bit behind on reads, making smarter decisions, like learning how to take the sack—those are all fixable things. There's not any skill set thing that I think he's lacking. I think he's got the leadership. I think he's obviously got the the dog in him, like we saw at Notre oh, Dame. Please. I think he's got the the uh, the ability to go down there and lead your team. I think he's got the arm power that Mar- Marvin Harrison touchdown if he still threw it a 60 something yard pass. I mean, it was still an impressive throw. You just want to see him hit it in stride. And so I'm not, I'm not really concerned. I thought, yeah, there was stuff to clean up. It wasn't an a plus game, but we talked about it on the drive home. I would give it like a solid B. I
1: just, for, for me watching Kyle as much as I do, you know, and it's, it's weird for me because, you know, we're, we're, in Columbus. And so mm-hmm. I see far more in-person Ohio state than I get to watch in-person Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously watching the games on TV, but you get a different feel for it when you're actually there. M- McCord for me, I think the encapsulation of, of what I feel for him and with him is that, you know, taking the 20 yard sack and kind of just shoveling this thing over to yeah, chip train him, horrifying, fine followed by let me drop this pass to Marv on the side.
0: A a dot like like back to back plays. Uh,
1: It's I get Jekyll and Hyde with him. Like that's the best way I can describe Jekyll and Hyde. Stop Jekyll and Hyde with them. Don't make
0: that a thing. Oh, it's a thing. I'm going to make shirts that say Jekyll
1: and Hyde because it is. It's there are moments where he, you know, the last, the final drive at Notre Dame, there were, maybe that's an even better example than the one I just cited. Where on that final drive. You got the result. And he had a couple really beautiful balls thrown to Harrison and thrown to Ibuka. Yeah. Also on that drive, he threw two balls into the ground and one through the hands of a defensive back. Mm -hmm. So is that a good performance or not? I don't know. And that's the sort of thing that makes him a really hard quarterback to read is you had all of those things occur in the same critical moment. It got the job done, but do I feel confident if I'm a Buckeye about his decision-making Heck
0: no. It's one of those Absolutely. things. You look I at don't. the stats and you go 19 of 29, three twenty and two touchdowns. That's a great, perf- but it's still a solid performance, but like,
1: but if you watch the game, you know that that doesn't yeah. tell the whole well, story. And I would
0: even say this is going to the opposite side of the ball for the defense. I even tweeted this out at rival pod. If you follow us, you probably saw this <laughs> shout out. Um, but wow. I, I made a reference to call Ohio state, uh, Cheddar Bob because they just continually kept shooting themselves in the foot, which, which is apparently a reference, reference to something. Yes, if you, if you know the reference it's eight mile, which is the like documentary about the rapper Eminem's life. He has a friend named Cheddar Bob who shoots himself in the leg. And it seemed like Maryland or Ohio state was doing that all game <laughs> long. And I actually thought for a uh, long time, and I thought this against Notre Dame too, that at least in the secondary Hartman and, and, and Talia were both able to do whatever they wanted. But then you look at it and you go, Okay. Well, Talia was 21 of 41 for 196, one touchdown passing one on the ground and two interceptions. Yeah. I actually, I'm not impressed. Sam Hartman didn't throw for 200 yards, but it sure as heck felt like it watching the game in person. And so it's one of those weird things where you watch this Ohio state defense even, and I go, man, they are so bad. And then I look at the final set and I go, actually, what am I talking about? They are a very good defense. Well,
1: and, and Two interceptions. One is a. Did he get in the end zone for a pick yeah, six? Was, yeah. Okay. One one Josh Proctor, there. Yeah.
0: Which you could tell something was going to happen because when Proctor the Buckeyes, had himself a day. The Buckeyes came out so slow and sluggish. Yep. And when you were watching, it was actually, I, I noticed it at the very start. So Maryland was driving down. They were in our, our uh, goal line. It was like third and goal or something. The only player on Ohio State's defense trying to get anybody revved up was number 41, Josh Proctor. And then inevitably that next play is when he ran to the corner and stopped him from picking it up, forcing him to kick a field goal. Huge. Then he goes out there and goes and gets a pick six. He had another one where he had a huge hit. Dude was just all over the field. He played a great game. game. He played a great game. And I think it juiced up the rest after that pick six momentum was completely shifted. The energy was bad.
1: I looked at the gentleman next to me when Maryland was up 10, nothing. And I told him, I said, it's going to take something like an interception mm-hmm. or a botched special teams play or something to get Ohio State yeah. back in this game. Not because score-wise they were out of it, but because it was 10 nothing. Maryland had the ball, and the juice was just well, gone. And
0: part of the weird thing, and we talked about this, we've actually gone back and forth several times, because the very opening drive, you and I both thought that Ohio State and Ryan Day faked this punt, because it sure as heck looked like it. And then somebody else had tweeted at us saying, no, it was definitely just a bad snap post-game. Ryan day said, no, it was a bad snap. We saw a replay on Twitter that made it look like it was an intentional fake punt. Then I saw another one with a little bit of a better angle. And you can see that the ball actually was a bad snap. It bounces right off the ground. They did just get lucky that it happened to go right next to the guy.
1: Well, and I guess the other question too is, uh, you know, for me as a Michigan man, that's fun because now it's the Michigan game, the Georgia game and the Maryland game that, either Ohio state has tried to punt or tried to fake a punt, and it just has done nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, I would you know, say the Georgia just, game, I don't know if that really counts cause they got it, but he just called the timeout right beforehand. But, but
1: again, it's one, but then you decide not to go for it. So yeah, it's just,
0: that's the mistake there, but not the actual bizarre. go for it. It's I do bizarre. think though, that's something that I was taking into consideration because Maryland started their first possession at Ohio state's 30 yard line. Yeah. Granted they went down and scored, but if you take that mishap away, which you can't, but I mean, if you're looking at it from a defense perspective, you take that away, you're winning 37 to 10. Yeah. You can't take that away though.
1: You can't. Here's, here's I think, here's, I think the, so, I mean, we, we've, we've analyzed him a court to death and the bottom line, I think for both of us is you might lean one way where I win the other, but the bottom line is we don't know.
0: I still, I think <laughs> I don't
1: know what to I do need with to Kyle. See him.
0: He has proven himself valuable to me in the Notre Dame game and the Maryland game. He has to me. You don't get you don't get wins in those games with Devin Brown.
1: Well, no, that's and not so, that's not the question. So I think There's he, no doubt he he's is quarterback the, one. He's the
0: clear quarterback for us. I'm just, I'm just saying
1: I don't think that it's going to. I don't think that he's capable of beating Michigan the I, way he's playing right now. I, that's that's and that's really all I care about.
0: I wouldn't say that he's not, though. I think he is. I think for me, it comes down to the Penn State game. I want to see how he performs. I know it's going to be a home game. If he goes out and has a game like this. I will be all in. I will yeah, I, will, that, that I will defense buy the is stock. Yeah, I will buy the stock and it it can't be a a Sam Hartman performance where yeah, it's efficient but it's 17 of 22 for a buck 75 and a touchdown. Like it's got to it's got to be a performance for me to really buy. Unless they just don't need it. Unless yeah. for whatever reason they decide they want to just blow Penn State out, I would welcome that. Well, and
1: that's that brings us to the and I I want to move on from Ohio state before I throw up. But the the other thing that I think is worth noting is that Ohio state is having a heck of a time running the football. Yeah. Uh, One and a half yards per carry in that, in the game against Maryland. And this is not a, it's not been, that bad statistically, but this has been a season-long problem for yeah. the offensive line creating any sort of run block. And I thought, I thought uh, Bo Bishop on the fan here in Columbus actually dealt with this really well in a very balanced way and said, "You will not beat Penn State and you will not beat Michigan if you can't run the ball like that." No, and I think and he's exactly they were missing, right.
0: They were missing a huge piece with Henderson, which I actually that kind of irritates me because. We found out like an hour or so before the game started that he was not going to suit up, which you could kind of see. I saw him in... He wasn't in pads or anything out warming up. He had his jersey on. He had a hoodie underneath of it, and it was clear he wasn't playing. But then you find out after the game that he was cleared to play, and Ryan Des- Day said we wanted to make sure he was good to go for the next week. And I'm like, dog, next week you play Purdue, who <laughs> just lost to Iowa's backup quarterback. Yeah. Go ask Michigan State about how that feels. Yeah. But you go in like that, and it's like, dog, this is a 5-0 and Maryland team. This isn't a rest game. This isn't Youngstown State where it's yep. it, to me. And I know hindsight's twenty twenty. You still won thirty seven to seventeen. I don't like that mindset because to me that was a huge game. Unless, Tale of undefeated Talia, you know, a gr- second best quarterback in the Big Unless 10. you're
1: going to hold him out again, or at least v- severely limit him this week to get him healthy for Penn State, then maybe I get it. But regardless, even with Travion in, you know. The run game has not been there for Ohio no. state all year. And even the, you know, and, and I, again, Bo Bishop, a great job talking about this. Even, you know, the third downs at Notre Dame, which were so critical for Ohio state and winning that game three of 12 on Saturday. Well, that's not, that's not again to his point. That's not going to get the job done against good defenses. You no. got Penn state and Michigan coming.
0: Well, and it's, it's such a weird thing too, because we've talked about this a little bit and I don't know if we ever brought this up on the podcast or not, but where the heck is Mayan Williams at this year? Because you go into it last year when Henderson goes out, Mayan Williams became RB1 and performed well. I thought he he played the role that he was supposed to do. He wasn't as flashy. That's not the kind of back that he is. He's a bruiser. And this year, it's like I, I barely see him on the field. But then he goes into that game against Maryland. Granted, it was after a blowout. And he's running like he's got something to prove. And you look at it as last year, we have Dallin Hayden out there. Where has Dallin Hayden been? Not to knock chip train Cause I think he's very talented as well, but I feel like we have a variety of running backs that should be able to step in almost like a plug and play type deal. If you're, if and, you're getting
1: a yard and a half per carry, yeah, you gotta, I, you gotta try something else. My good. Like, and that's where, that's where, again, for the success Ryan Day has had, that's where he's being out coached. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I will give full credit to Bo Bishop on this, but he he made the comment: "You have you are not built for that. You have a Ferrari, go drive it." Mm-hmm. No. I would question whether or not Kyle McCord is the equivalent of a Ferrari as much as a 2006 Subaru.
0: However, I don't think he's talking about
1: that. The point, the point is though that like you've got the offensive weapons there to distribute the ball to why are you trying? And I don't know if it goes back to the whole, we're trying to prove that we're tough thing, but Ryan day's getting out coached in a lot of these situations. And I
0: think it's a little bit different if you have a healthy Henderson and I, I don't remember who said this, but it was on one of the post game radio shows that I was listening to where they brought this point up and they said, I don't understand why the mentality for Ohio state's running game isn't to let Henderson do what he needs to do when he's healthy and then tire that defense out by letting Mayan Williams pound him into the ground. He's a big body. He's hard to take down. Why are you not bringing Henderson in trying to get close and then letting Mayan Williams just slam his body into him, halfback dives, whatever right up the gut to wear that line down so that Henderson can break free on a it couple. It feels like they're not utilizing it, what they need yeah, to it do. Just, you've got to,
1: you've got to be able you've the Biggest thing in coaching, you've got to be able to adjust. Look at Michigan last year, the way that they would make halftime adjustments. Just phenomenal, phenomenal Mm -hmm. job. When you refuse to do that, Don Brown... You get well, carved all over the place. And think- Jim Knowles, when you refuse to, you, you've you got to be able to adapt. You can't, I get, saying- you can't get in your head with this. Well, this is the way we are. The way you are is running a one and a half
0: yards per <laughs> carry. It's not going to work. Well, and I would I would give Ohio State credit. I think the second half adjustments they made obviously worked. It was a phenomenal second half, completely dominated by the Buckeyes, outscored them 27 to seven in the second half. I mean, what but, else can you say? But, but let's move on. But
1: still, But still a 20 to 17 game in the fourth as a three-score favorite. I'm sick of talking about Ohio state. Uh, you guys are going to destroy Purdue uh,
0: real Do, bad, real like, bad. I Is their stadium still being worked on? Is it even I, a thing that's done? I, I saw, I a, hope so. I saw a tweet where it was, um, the game. I don't remember what week it was this season, but there was a game being played at Purdue Stadium as construction crews were still working. Are on you confusing stuff. them with Vanderbilt? Maybe I am. Actually. I think you are. Yeah, but you know what? They're Purdue, both bad. Pur- who cares? B-
1: black and gold, and Purdue is the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten. I've they always, might as well I've be. always said yes. That. They might me- as well be. Nemo always said Go that Purdue is the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten. Um, you know, Hunter Card, or excuse me, Hunter Card, Hudson Card, Hudson Card is a is a decent. Quarterback, and I think Devin Vackaby is a pretty good running back, but Purdue doesn't have much else, no. and their defense is atrocious, uh,
0: giving up 380 yards a game. It's not What's good. Weird to me is that it's only an uh, Ohio State's only 19 point favorites, but they were 20 something against Maryland. I do just- I do
1: think the line dropped to about 18. But again, this is basically... From Maryland? Yeah. But again, the the spread is comparable, and I don't Yeah, there's no way.
0: This is... (laughs) It's honestly a welcomed week, and I don't want to... I don't ever like... Say it. Downplaying an opponent. Say it.
1: Downplay the opponent.
0: But this is one of those games where I pray that I get a a half of just... Give me some dominant football, because I've had... Penn's or I've had Notre Dame. Then I had Maryland. Then I have this. Then I got to go back to being stressed because it's Penn state. Give me one game where it is like 24 to three at halftime. We are in cruise control and I don't have to sweat because I hate it every single week. and,
1: And let's also be honest. If, if it's anything but that at the half against Purdue in the middle of the season, that's an issue. I don't, Here's the thing, though. That's the concern. I don't think it needs to be a concern. 42 to 14. Ooh, okay. I think, I think you give up a couple touchdowns, but I think Ohio State makes
0: this not a game pretty handily. I don't even think we let them score a touchdown. I've got 38-3. There you go. 38-3. I feel like the defense has been playing super well. I'm not intimidated by anybody on this Purdue offense whatsoever. They scored 14 points against Iowa. I always got a good defense, but still there's
1: Purdue is in, is in shambles. Uh, speaking of things that are not in shambles, well, maybe your houses or your building project, But we can fix that thanks to our
0: friends. Well, not us. You don't want us to build it. You don't want us to build it.
1: Aaron Carroll and our friends at Elevated Integrity Construction should never let us near a hammer, and they don't. That's (laughs) why you can trust them for your project because the last thing that you need is guesswork. They will communicate well. They'll communicate honestly and leave you with a finished project that you can be proud of. Go with integrity. It's Elevated Integrity dot com, elevated integrity dot com. And by the way, grateful to the J Company and Elevated Integrity, but also your support right now. Yeah. A buck a month. We just just cut prices across the board. I feel like
0: we're one of those like mattress warehouse places. were are like deals, 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 deals. Come and get them now. We have, but also here. deals, 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 whatever it is. Boats, boats, <laughs> boats, boats.
1: Boats, <laughs> boats. Thank you for that deep cut. A uh, dollar a month supports the podcast. We'll send you a brand new rivalry sticker as well for your water bottle, your laptop, put on your refrigerator. I don't know. It's your sticker. Do what you want. Uh, some other tiers as well. Check out our Patreon river radio.com slash rivalry. All the links right there. Let's talk about Michigan. Right. You, had, I, I you told me you had a question you wanted to get to here.
0: I just, I, I do, and it, and I. This is not a, a hateful question at all, which I know you're thinking is it what's going to happen. It was 52
1: to 10, so I hope not.
0: This, this isn't even. This isn't about about that. There, it's it's a two parter. So my first one is, how are you feeling about Donovan Edwards' overall lack of production this year? Is that is that worrying to you because? It feels like I keep expecting each week for him to come out and have a game, especially after the the way that he kind of ran his mouth. But basically him and Quorum coming out and saying we're the best running back duo in the Big Ten. Well that still I, it still remains true. I would talent wise, yes. Production wise, I would I would disagree. I yep. I, I think Quorum is the best running back by far. Donovan and Edwards has done nothing this season to convince yeah, I, me that that they are the best duo in the Big Ten. And so as as a Michigan guy, what are you making from that? Because I keep expecting it, especially when you're blowing a team out 52 to 10, I expect him to get more carries, but Khalil Mullins comes in and, and handles the job. Yeah, I,
1: I'm not so, I don't think it's so much about about Mullins coming in or Leon Franklin or any of these guys coming in. I, I don't think it's about that. I, I do agree that it's, it's, it's not a major source of concern, but I do think it's concerning yeah. um, because he's
0: not really even getting involved in the passing game. It's he
1: he is, but it, the production, I agree that the production level is not what we expected yeah. it to be from him. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know that there's a really an answer to that. I don't know if he's in his head. I don't know if it's, yeah, I don't really have a good it's answer just for that. I don't know. Thing, and, then and I think it's, I think it's confusing even for the folks that follow that are like in Ann Arbor on the beat day in, day out. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. I, I hope that it's something that can get resolved. I hope Indiana is a great game for him, that he is able to get that confidence back or whatever. I, I, I think Donovan is an unselfish player. Like I think he's willing to play whatever role yeah. he needs to. I don't think he's, you know, harboring resentment over quorum or anything. Like no, th- th- that just doesn't seem the mean,
0: universe knows quorum is running back one, even after what Edwards yeah, did. It,
1: that doesn't seem like the issue. Like it doesn't seem like a McNamara uh, McCarthy no, thing at all. at all, but you know that it's gotta be frustrating. Cause even, even in the Minnesota game where he, he got down to the, some might say he got in, but got down to the six inch line and wasn't able to punch it in. Yeah, you know, the one thing that I want to see from Michigan is I want them to continue to utilize him. Obviously, he's the a talent
0: he, is there. He's a, not. He's, he a fall off.
1: he's a threat. He's a threat in the passing game. He takes a lot of the burden off of Corum. What I don't want to see is I don't want to see a situation where we're trying to force it. There were mm. there were a couple drives where I felt like we were trying to force feed him at the goal line. That might have been the Rutgers game. I don't remember now. But there, mm. it was like a three or four handoffs to Donovan and he couldn't quite get in. It's like, we all know what you're trying to do. 110,000 people know yes. you're handing it to him. I know you want him to score, but why don't we just go ahead and score? Yeah. You know, so... I, 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 That's the best answer that I have. It's it's not really an answer. It's just
0: been a weird mystery to me. I I know numerous times on this podcast I've said this is going to be the game that he I feel like he breaks out and it just never seems to happen.
1: Indiana has as good a chance as any to be that game.
0: So And I think it will be, honestly. (laughs) I have that in my notes that I think this is the game where you see Edwards kind of step out. The one thing that's surprising, I guess this isn't even really a question. I just want to kind of gather your thoughts on this. I, I started to think because Corum coming off of an injury. I thought he's going to come out and have another Heisman type year. And this isn't me saying that he's played bad whatsoever. Cause I don't think he has whatsoever. I think he's still played a high level of football. He has one game this season of over a hundred yards. Last season, you look all throughout and his game line is like 165, 188, 200 something. What do you think is the cause of that this year? Is it because you guys have been up by so much that you just aren't running the ball with him? Is it, is it the clock issues going on later in the game where they're just moving too fast? So it just doesn't, he doesn't get as many touches. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think I, I, I'm sure the clock plays a role in that, um, how much I don't know. I would dis. I would agree and disagree. I would disagree with you that the production hasn't been there because I think
0: it's he, not to that level. With, with if, ten,
1: I mean, he's got ten touchdowns. I think he leads the country right yeah, now. But, I mean, or if, if thing, he doesn't but, lead, he's near the top. But
0: he's not having the same caliber season. Nobody's talking about Quorum being in the Heisman like they were last year.
1: I think the big reason why so far is Michigan's blowing teams out. I I really do think that. Yeah, Michigan had nine different rushers play against Minnesota. I think Corm had nine rushes for 60 something yards. Uh, Like oh, only sixty something.
0: Yeah, it's effective. Well,
1: he had nine rushes. I he's okay. But it's just one of those things where
0: he's not being used as much. He's not stat padding.
1: I I guess I'll put it that way. And he's not stat padding. And when you know former walk on Leon Franklin is coming in in the fourth quarter. Well, let me put it this way: when JJ McCarthy is kissing his girlfriend in the third quarter of the Nebraska game that tells you how things have gone for the starters and their day is over. Yeah. So I think fair. that's, I think that's well, the big reason why. It,
0: yeah. And it's just crazy. I know. I, I accept. I Let's keep that. it going. Well, it's, it's like you said, he has nine rushes. It's effective, but he, you're not seeing him pile Heisman type numbers where I think last year, if he doesn't get hurt, he wins it this oh, year. I don't absolutely. even think he's in the conversation and it's not, yeah, that he's know. not a great, it's not that he's not a great player. Cause I think he still is the best running back in the nation, but for some reason it just, there's not enough numbers and I think you're one hundred percent right. I think, but I did think it was interesting in that yeah. one hundred yard game, it was against Bowling Green, the game we're at. Yeah. Where he ripped off like a fifty something yard run. Yeah.
1: I think the stat lines are are not there and the stat lines, yeah, the stat line may may be a Heisman cost. Yeah. And and I think if you're if you're a quorum in Michigan, you go, Okay. Yeah. Because because those guy those guys came back because they have unfinished, and every team talks about unfinished business. There's a reason why guys like Zan, Zach Zinter came back. There's a reason that guys like Blake Quorum mm-hmm. came back. They want to go win the Natty. That's the only, that, it wasn't about coming back to win the Heiser. It wasn't yeah. about, like, sure, you'd love to see that. Yeah. Yes, you want to improve yeah. your draft stock. Blake Corm could have gone last year and gone high in the NFL draft. I think yeah, coming back, second helps. or third round. I think coming back helps with the, the injury comes helps with a lot and, of things, but my point and all that is I don't think that he's upset about the numbers and whether no. or not it costs him the Heisman, who cares? The starters are out by mid third quarter. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, and
0: to prove your point, I, I think even if Quorum went out last year for the draft, his draft stocks, not going to change much. You're not going to take a running back unless it's like B. John Robinson or something in the first round, he was going to be a second, third, fourth round at absolute latest pick. That's not going to change. If he goes out yeah. this year, anyways, yeah. Yeah.
1: Dominant uh, Minnesota game summarized up Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. I mean, second second play of the game. Uh, Will Johnson's back and healthy. Second play of the game. (laughs) Callie McManus throws it to him. This is the first time Michigan's had two pick sixes in the same game since. Oh, I want to say... I want to say 2013, but I don't know if that's accurate. I no somebody idea. somebody pointed it out. It's been a while. Yeah, it was it was a de- the defense, de- defense played, played, played great, lights offense out. played great. The only the only frustrating piece of the whole thing was Minnesota scores a touchdown after PJ Fleck just mauls the clock <laughs> for no particular Boy, reason. Well, Huge credit
0: from PJ Fleck too after the game, where he says that I've been coaching 11 years and that is the best football team I've ever seen. Which they I, are deep across the board, and it's like. <laughs> I, what are you gonna do? And I, if you're, I, I, if you're yeah, if, what else can you if, say? If you're a Minnesota player and you're hearing your coach go out there and be like, "I knew we stood zero chance the second we <laughs> saw," which basically like, what that press one hundred percent what it felt like, like. And I'm like, "Sweet, like, why don't you yeah. just go in there and punch every person well, in your locker room in the face?" Well, he
1: even showed it. I mean, it was what twenty? I don't even remember twenty-four to three, I think, at the half, and he they ended up scoring a touchdown somehow. But he's mil- he's milking the clock yeah. because he's afraid of he's he's more afraid of giving the ball to Michigan than he's worried about scoring points. Mm-hmm. It was, it was surrender Cobra in the second quarter, th-
0: which nobody actually thought, but come on, when you're the head coach, you've got to you like gotta have go. fake belief. Come on, man. You've got to have fake belief so that you can so, keep that locker. Room I'm intact, still
1: irrationally but. furious that they scored a touchdown hey, after he mismanaged hey, the
0: clock. Like but did that. we call it? That's the first time an <laughs> opponent has scored over a touchdown against you know? Michigan all season. I, and I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't hopeful. Minnesota was going to be the one to do it. We called it. So I think, basically I think I, I said like
1: 42 to 10 and it was 52 to 10. I, I forget wasn't what I even off.
0: put, but it was, it was not good. Uh,
1: Indiana, I'll summarize much like Purdue hot garbage. You know not what's good. weird
0: about this Indiana team?
1: The fact that you only beat them 23. They are to three? So
0: they are so bad. That wasn't even a hot take. We still won by 20. You guys beat Bowling Green 31 to six. You barely That's beat them in your, by in more your than 20, month. barely <laughs> 24, barely. So we're talking. So, or 25, my math is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it we great. beat them. Um, this is what's weird. They get blown out by Maryland. It takes them four overtimes to beat Akron. That Akron, LeBron James Akron. Then the only Akron barely, that's out there. They man. barely lose. You don't know that? Do you know every Akron that ever exists? Name me it. <laughs> Name. Oh, you know Akron. Name every Akron. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then they go up and they barely lose to Louisville, who just beat Notre Dame pretty handily. What I'm hearing. So I'm not, what I'm, I'm hearing is saying,
1: Akron is right on the verge of beating Notre Dame.
0: I'm not saying. It's just weird. I don't, I look at a schedule like that and I go, clearly you are, butt. <laughs> but then also what the heck is this? And yeah. I circle the Louisville game. It is going to be atrocious, but they give up 150 yards on the ground. I think Coram and Edwards are going to absolutely feast. What's your it final. Is, it's going to be gross. Uh, I have 45, seven. Okay. I think a garbage time touchdown.
1: Here, here's the stat that uh, makes me real happy. Taven Jackson for Indiana has more interceptions than touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And he's only thrown three interceptions. So love that. I don't, I don't, what more could you want? If you're Michigan's defense, you're one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the nation. And that's who you get. Um, knock on all the wood, because there's always the chance of a stupid Indiana game, as they call it up in Ann Arbor. Just no there's no chance. Not, there's, there's not, there's not, this is Michigan. Michigan has two home games left before Ohio state. This is one of them. Michigan 48 to nothing. I, I just think Ooh, it was I just think, I think Wouldn't this team. Is, me. Because Indiana's just not good I'm expecting they're just, just not a garbage.
0: Good. I'm talking like three minutes to go in the fourth and they get something. Maybe,
1: but even then, man. You know, hey, they're, they're bad. They Indiana's are good. Indiana's not good. Uh let's go ahead and jump to Stupid Genius here. Uh Stupid Genius presented by the J Company. Fall in love with your home all over again. The J A E company dot com. Stupid genius scoreboard update. Mm. It is now 33 Mm. and a half. I've got some catching up to do 33 and a half. So I guess I get five points for the win. Plus the spread six and a half by Louisville beating Notre Dame on Saturday night Man, 33 and a half to nothing. Uh, This week I've made this mistake before. I'm going to make it again. Give me Iowa on the road. Give me Iowa plus 10 up in Camp Randall.
0: Okay. Spicy.
1: I don't I don't buy Wisconsin right now. I was big on them to start the year. I just I don't buy them right now. And I think Iowa's defense. I think Iowa's defense wins this game okay. for them. Okay. Okay. I'm not it upset might, about it. It might be like nine to three, but they oh, will win this inevitably. game for them. <laughs>
0: inevitably. Um, I'm going a little spicier.
1: Well, you, you're down 33 and a half to nothing, so you have to.
0: Can I get those Arkansas hogs over number 11, Alabama, 19 and a half point underdogs. I'm going to be thrown. I'm going to be thrown out of
1: my in-laws family for not picking the hogs here. KJ
0: Jefferson, let's get it done. I was looking at this team and I was debating for a long time. The losses they have are two of them are against some ranked teams that are doing pretty well. And they, they're, barely, they're not really getting blown out by these teams either. They've been close games. I think this is the one they, they shocked Listen, the world, I, I believe.
1: Nothing would make me happier. Nothing would make my brother-in-law Miles happier am, than I'm Arkansas winning this in. game. Whoopig, um, pig? Dewey, Razorbacks. I can't do it, though. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I've, I've been brought into... I married into wow. Arkansas, wow. and I've watched more Arkansas football than I'd like to. And it's just... It's not there. It's not there. I'm, I'm, do not, I'm all in. They do not have the juice. I'm all in. Uh, teams that do have the juice, not this past weekend, but moving forward, mm. update us on Rutgers to the Rose Bowl.
0: Well, it ain't looking great. A t- tough loss to Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> Look, tough loss to Wisconsin.
0: It sounds, it sounds bad to go away from that game encouraged.
1: It does sound bad. Yeah, um, you're right. 24-13. This
0: is a game. Is a game yeah. 24-13 away. This is a game last year, the year before we lose 38, 10, 42, 10. You get absolutely this is improvement improvement because seven of those points for Wisconsin. This is the also still bad, but you throw a pick six. (laughs) You're like at the five yard line. Gavin Wimsatt throws a horrible pass. It goes and gets taken all the way to the house to give Wisconsin seven points. It's a 14 point swing, 14 point swing, huge, but this is not a game. Rutgers is normally in. And, True. So, and and I would say it was a winnable game still. I mean, you, that's, yeah. the, that's no, I a very agree. costly mistake. But this was very easily a game that that Rutgers could have walked in and came away with. Winning at Wisconsin is a tough, tough. a tough task. Tough, tough. So I walked away from that going, dang, right. we let one slip through our hands. It would have been really nice to get that one going into this game upcoming against Michigan State. But there are still two chances. So right now I've got Shiano. Uh, the Shiano meter is not looking great. It's two out of five the tough loss to Wisconsin, but they've got two games this upcoming week against our guys from Michigan state. Listen, Who? listen, do it. Listen. Please, please. Uh, this is why you need to be watching
1: on YouTube. Uh, whose Jersey is this again? Mike Teal. Come Jordan. on now. Okay. I have never put on another team's Jersey or apparel, gonna borrow this too, except for Arkansas, but that's by marriage. I I'll have set, to,
0: I'll set that there in case you I'm want I'm just it. gonna let's go. It looks good on you. It looks good. on. You. Can you, I put a prop there for you to thank you. Uh, Rutgers opens up this weekend. When I saw it yesterday, as six point favorites at home against Michigan state. Let's go. Then following that game, they play this this off my head. They play this same garbage Indiana team that we are about to watch get slaughtered. Rutgers could in the next couple of weeks already be bowl eligible. Amazing
1: because I don't know if you've realized this or not, but Michigan state paid a coach 10 years, $95 million he contract. He's not, I don't know what happened to him. I hope first name bunch of numbers uh, gets back to us and could let us know. Rutgers is going to roll. Oh,
0: I, Oh man, Get that might to be me. too
1: strong of a word, but I I'm wearing this Jersey. I feel powerful now. The mic is uh, coming out cho- of you. Chop. Is it chop on chop, chop? What chop. is it? Chop? Just, just chop. chop. Just chop. <laughs> uh, anyway, Rutgers is going to beat Michigan state.
0: Let's go. Can I get a score prediction? We never really do that, man. We never really do that with this segment, Michigan, but it feels special. Rutgers has
1: a good defense.
0: I would, uh, yes, Michigan I would State say. has a
1: bad offense. Rutgers offense and is a bad defense. Rutgers offense is also not great, but, but I would say we Gavin, have a better Wim, running back. I think Gavin Wimsack could expose this team. You know what? A low, low scoring, ugly football game. 20 to 10. Ooh, 20 to 10 Rutgers. Okay. They're going to cover. Okay. They're going to win. They're going to cover. I'm going
0: 24. Oh man. 24 to seven. I don't think, I don't think Michigan state can do a single thing. Thankfully,
1: Michigan state schedule gets a lot easier the week after. Cause they get to play Michigan
0: and it's going oh, to be a great baby. It's going <laughs> to be fun.
1: Uh, you got any final thoughts on this?
0: Uh, I, I feel like we need to bring this up. So when normally we do our top 10, I don't know if you have that prepared. I don't, but, also, but it,
1: I, it's, It's Georgia, Michigan, Ohio state, and then pick one.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I do have Oklahoma at the number four spot. You know what?
1: I'll go with that. So uh, I
0: do want to talk about the mishap of Miami because I feel like it doesn't get talked about. Because what in the actual heck are you doing?
1: This was like, and I saw somebody make this comparison. NCAA, someone, this is someone else's thought. NCAA football, when you're playing and your buddy goes, no, don't kneel it out. Just give me one more chance.
0: We've said that numerous we, times. We, absolutely,
1: because it's a, NCAA 14 is a gentleman's game.
0: You <laughs> don't is. kneel. There you are don't no punts. Absolutely not. Th- in campus legends, you don't punch you the ball.
1: At, you at least hand the ball off, and I would even say you need to throw the ball. Oh, However, four verts. How Four verts. The only thing better than three verts is, <laughs> is four, four verts. If I could add a
0: fifth, I would.
1: Um, you can, I think. It's <laughs> called Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what Miami's doing. I've got a, a good buddy from college who, who grew up in, in Miami, grew up in South Florida, and he he's pretty good about like posting scores on his Instagram and stuff after he's a big dolphins fan as well. Uh, He did not post one after the Georgia tech game. And I do not blame you at all, Dan, because (laughs) I I just, I I, I really don't have, I don't even know what to say about it. It's
0: just, it is
1: that, that is, I would even say, I would say barring maybe the trouble with the snap play the Maybe even beyond that, that has got to be the worst way to lose a football game.
0: I have been a Browns fan. What in the world? I've been a Browns fan for almost 32 years now. I have seen a football team lose in ways that are unspeakable, (laughs) that I never thought I would witness in my entire life. I could, if I sat here, I could probably list five to 10 of those. The New York Jets last year, first thing that came to mind, you're up 13 with a minute and a half left, and the Browns lost. I have seen it all. And I have still never in my life seen a team lose it the way Miami lost it. That is how bad it was.
1: Somebody asked uh, Mario Cristobal if he was trying to get the running back to 100 yards, and he said no. Um, Mario, you're a liar. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely a liar. And that's it. Facts. Gar- garbage free, yeah, but also, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. Also, Notre Dame's going to beat USC this weekend. No chance. That's
0: it. That's no it. No chance. Follow us on socials at RivalPod. The Rivalry is a production of River Radio Ministries. Want live updates from the show? Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at RivalPod. Visit our Patreon and consider becoming a patron for exclusive bonus content, merch, and more. And be sure to follow us wherever you're listening now for new episodes every Tuesday. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend so they can listen too.